everybody! He's Chief Brody! She's Ellen! I'm Hooper! No wait, that ain't it! He's Clint! I'm Mayor Vaughn! She's the skinny dipper who swam in the dust through the, the ocean! No! This ain't Jaws! This is Vikings Report through a Ted Drewster! How are you? We're back! Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the podcast water, Ted. Here we go. Done it. Done it. Done it. E and F, the greatest E and F notes ever written in music by Mr. Yeah. John, John Williams. What a classic, classic movie that was. You know, one of the reasons I think the ocean is just a volatile death stew that nobody should even go near is largely due to that movie. Because I saw that movie when I was a kid. And I probably, probably shouldn't have because I was probably too young to watch it when I did. But, man, I've never liked the ocean. I've never been a fan of the beach. And, uh, yeah, so I'm good. I'm done. Don't need to go in the ocean ever again. We know all about you, Chief. You don't go in the water at all, do you? They couldn't get anybody at the beach for months after that movie came out. No, uh-uh. A classic 1975. You know that Godfather of 72, Jaws 75, Star Wars 77. Aliens, 79. Exorcist, Exorcist was in there in like 72 or 74. Another scary one, people were running out of the theater like they were in Jaws. And then they came out with like five of them. I didn't care for any of those. You know, yeah. Jaws, yeah. Jaws and Chucky. Jaws meets Chucky. <laughs> you I like the first one. I like the second one, but do a little Tommy Boyle shout out for Callahan's tonight. But nice. Jaws, Ted, before we get to your fishing trip, I got a tasty tidbit for Jaws. Let's go. You know, when that movie came out in 75, it was way over budget. Mm-hmm. Nine million. They had like two million to spend. It was up to nine million. Way over on time. They were like a year over on time. That movie, when it was all said and done, made $461 million at the box office. It's 100 to 1. 100 to 1. Wasn't that Spielberg's, like, first really yeah. big hit? He was going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was over budget. That big old mechanical shark didn't work. It yeah. didn't work out in the ocean. It was the first movie really, really shot on the ocean. And they were telling him, dude, you got to take this to a pool. This ocean stuff ain't working. And he kept saying, no, no, we got to stick to it. And Robert Shaw was getting drunk and... <laughs> Goosing all the women on the set. It was Dreyfus was getting drunk. It was crazy, dude. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Show me the way to go home. home, home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> what a great movie. Toots, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, but I can't remember. Was I even alive when that movie came out? No. You hadn't been born yet. You were born the next year. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought, because I saw it, but I don't really remember it. I got taken to see it in 79, so I was 14. It was pretty frightening when it came out. I didn't go to the beach. Great movie all the way. Great lines, great scenes, and the music just tied into that movie so well, like the ominous, you know, bad things are about to happen, you know, when those barrels pop up, you know, when the music hits. Here we go! Done it. Done it, done it got to share this with you, man. Here's how much they cared about, like, getting sued and stuff in the 70s, about when they made a movie, if they're going to get sued by actors. 
they hooked her up out in the water to this harness thing, right? They hooked her up to a harness to throw her around. <laughs> and Spielberg says, tighten that thing down. Tighten it. So when she's thrown around, her arms are getting, like, pulled out of the socket in real life. That's how they got her to scream like. You know those iconic screams? Yeah. If you watch that movie, if you listen closely to the iconic scream, she says, as she's screaming, she says, this hurts. <laughs> that was real. That was no real. That was real. And Spielberg told the guys underwater, he was cueing them, pull her underwater when she doesn't know it. So what? So she swallows wow. water to make it look all realistic. Wow. They tortured that chick in that scene. I mean, when the movie started with that, people yeah. were like wide-eyed. They got your yeah. attention now. But when you talk about that scene, bless her heart, she didn't get mad about her age, but she said she felt like she got ate by a real shark doing that scene. Wow. Crazy. All right, we are back. We took a week off. Well, I took a week off. Northwest Ontario. Go a uh, fishing trip. I go on with my stepdad and my brother. And- Not like going down the pond and chasing bluegills or tommy cops. This shark, swallow you whole. Fish count, beer count. Let's hear it. We caught a ton of fish, man. I don't have a number, but we had some really, really good days. And we drank our fair share of alcohol, too. So Shocker. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure one of those facts is a surprise to everybody. But, yeah, we had a really good time. It, all, it always is a good time. Glad you had a good time, Ted. Not much was happening in Viking land. No, not a lot. But we got a lot happening on this show, Drew. Yes, we do. We are 92 days from kickoff, Ted Glover. 90. 92 days. Under 100. You got it together. Yes. 92 is under 100. <laughs> As you can tell, I was a math major in college. <laughs> um, look, we got, we got a lot of stuff going on. One of the things we got going on, I'm going to talk about right after we do what, Drew? What time is it? Ted? Yeah. I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes. Resume the <laughs> countdown. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. What are you, some kind of half-ass astronaut? <laughs> All right. Now we can start. We're happy to be back in studio. I had the week off. We got some Vikings news we got to talk about. We got our draft pick review with depth chart analysis continuing this week with the offensive tackle position and uh, six-round pick, Vidarian Lowe out of Illinois. We also have, we started uh, in episode 63, we opened up our Rook Dog Challenge contest. Drewster, why don't you tell us again what the Rook Dog Challenge is? You know, we might have opened that up a little early, Ted. Das hat sie auch gesagt, Mann. Michael. <laughs> Michael. This contest, which pays $100, one million dollars. This contest, you have to pick the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and you have to also pick the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. NFL, not Vikings, for the whole NFL. It's the only place to enter the contest is right below. Put your guesses in below who you think is going to be the Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's that simple. You only enter one time. You cannot change your selection once you enter. But you have until uh, our last show prior to week one, right. put your entry in. Winner at the end of the year gets $100 gift certificate. And that's not the only contest we got coming up. We got our fantasy football contest. We've got a kicker fantasy football contest coming up this year as well. We'll, we'll talk about that as uh, as we get closer to the regular season. But for now, we're, we're kind of late to the party on this one. Uh, this happened while I was in Canada. Sadly, former Vikings cornerback Jeff Gladney 
was killed in a car accident on May 30th, along with his girlfriend. Again, you know, it's just the second really kind of shocking death in the NFL offseason with Wayne Haskins earlier in the season and now Jeff Gladney. You know, Gladney had the off the field trouble. He was found not guilty of all that off the field stuff. The Vikings had cut him between the uh, alleged incident and the trial. He got picked up by the Arizona Cardinals and was a member in good standing of the Cardinals. And yeah, just sad news, man. Sad news. Really tough to hear about these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thoughts and prayers out to his family and friends. No matter what you think, it's not something you wish upon anybody. Just terrible news all the way around. Some other Vikings news. They've wrapped up their, their OTAs. They've had three weeks of OTAs. A couple injuries. First of all, do we care about injuries in June, Drew? Do they matter? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. No, I'm not really worried about any injuries. There's been some injuries, but they're all stuff that's going to heal up by when training camp is fully kicked in. Not one. Kenny Wilkes, he was hurt, was released, wasn't picked up on waivers. The Vikings re-signed him and put him on IR. So, Oh, he can't come back? No, he's on injured reserve. He's done, man. Oh, I thought once he cleared waivers, go for it. They did, but they signed him and put him on injured reserve right away. So. And I liked Willikus. I thought he had a chance to have a good season coming up. Overall, Ted, there's still three months to go. Are you worried about the injuries? I know Marset's in a boot, but they said by the time training camp kicks in, he'll be all right. Yeah, the, he was in a walking boot, so the, the Vikings signed Albert Wilson, who may or may not be the Tajay Sharp signing of this offseason. <laughs> that remains to be seen. I don't know. The Vikings have drafted guys. They got guys that had got hurt last year that are coming back. Willikus, look, he played well in a couple spots at times last year, but no, I, I don't think it's a significant injury that is going to affect the Vikings overall. I think Smith-Marset will be ready for training camp in July again. Not something I'm really concerned about either. I will say, though, do you think something like this opens the door for a guy like Jalen Naylor, who we talked about in episode 63? think it gives him a, a potential advantage or at least at – least Let's him get caught up to where maybe Smith Marset was or was close to. I think it does. I think it really does. I know they signed Albert Wilson, who from the Chiefs in Miami. The best stuff Albert Wilson did was at Georgia State when he he was pretty prolific in college. Matter of fact, Albert Wilson is one of the top thirty college football players yardage wise in history. Really, sixty two hundred yards plus at Georgia State, so he hasn't really developed into what he was going to be in the pros. I'm not really even sure Albert Wilson's going to be with this team come September. I think it opens up the door big time for Naylor. Naylor, I don't even know her! <laughs> <laughs> I know more about Flip Wilson than I do Albert Wilson, to be honest with you. Ann Wilson. What about the great Nancy Wilson? Ann and Nancy Wilson, yeah. Ann or Nancy, Ted? The blonde. Which Nancy Wilson was the blonde, Nancy. right? Yeah, yeah. Nancy. Yeah. Play that. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I think Wilson is just a guy as well. I think he's just there to fill a roster spot so the Vikings can carry as many players. I mean, because when we did the, the wide receiver position in episode 63 a couple of weeks ago, when we profiled Jalen Naylor, there are 11 wide receivers on the roster. So I, I, I think the chances of Albert Wilson, unless he does something absolutely spectacular that no one sees coming, he's just a guy going in. Well, training. he has experience a lot more yeah. than some of the guys have. I mean, true, not overwhelming numbers, but. He put up numbers with Kansas City, put up numbers with the Dolphins. He's played in a lot of games. But Naylor has the most potential out of all those guys, I think. Even over Smith-Marset? Uh, I would say the long term, yes. I liked Marset, though. He'll get out of that boot and he'll get back on track. I'm not really worried about the injuries right now. You know what I am a little bit concerned about? And I thought about this in my walk today. What's that? Keeping myself in shape is an important thing in my life. What is your shape? Round? Pair? Um... <laughs> I'm worried about Zadaria Smith and, and Hunter. I am. 
um, especially Zadarius Smith. I know he got a little tweak. I'm not freaking out about that now. But he's starting to get that feel from my gut feeling, Ted. We have that old school gut feeling that I don't want to, by week eight, Hunter has five games in and Zadarius Smith has two. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he can play every damn game. But it has a feel to me that it's going to be weird like that. Talk me out of it. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu you ladies of Spain. I'm not going to worry about anything until somebody reports to camp and we have the old, well, like with Daniil Hunter a couple years ago. If Kevin O'Connell uses the word tweak when referring to an injury, I'm going to lose my mind. We're not going to have tweaks. Just say he's hurt. The one thing that bugged me the most about that whole end of the time with, with Zimmer and all that is just they were holding everything like it was this like top secret information that if that if the Chinese or the Russians got would be the downfall of the United States. Man, it's just football. It's just a football injury. Daniel Hunter hurt his neck. We are hoping it's going to be a short-term thing, but right now, I don't know. And when I get more information, I'll tell you. But he's hurt, and he's not practicing now. That's all I need to hear. Ted, it's like the mayor telling Chief Brody, we're not going to tell him it's a shark attack. Yeah. You, you tell him. Open the beach. For Christ's sake, tomorrow's the 4th of July, and we will be open for business. It's going to be one of the best summers we've ever had. Now, if you fellas are concerned about the beaches, you do whatever you have to to make them safe. But those beaches will be open for this weekend. <laughs> you say they seek a barracuda. That's one thing. You mentioned a shark. We got a panic on our hands. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. And then, you know, if it's a really bad injury, I want O'Connell to walk in like Brody did and when he sees the shark and says, we're, we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, improv. <laughs> oh, improv. Robert Shaw said he just backed it, backed into the boat with a look on his face and Shaw was supposed to look up and then look out at the ocean. He said Schneider or Scheider came up with that on his own. We need really? to get a bigger boat was completely improv. Wasn't in the script. You're going to need a bigger boat. That was cool. the cool thing about Spielman, uh, Spielberg. He left all that in. Not not Spielman. Not Spielman. Spielberg. Steven Spielman, he would have got a bunch of actors that couldn't come through in the end. <laughs> if Rick Spielman had directed Jaws, it would have been a seventh grade drama club that would have just completely failed on the big stage. That would have been a Rick Spielman production. Jaws. By Rick Spielman. That gives you a lot to think about. And he wouldn't have called it Jaws. He would have called it Teeth. (laughs) I don't know. We're so dumb. God, we are so dumb. dumb. What are we doing? Good to have you back so we can talk like dumb idiots again. It's good to be back. Yeah, so I'm not going to worry about it until it becomes a thing when training camp hits. When when that happens, then, yeah, we'll talk about it and we'll figure it out. But right now, I don't care. It's June. I just came back from vacation. I'm in too good a mood to care about injuries on the Minnesota Vikings. It's a bull shark. Scraped me when I was taking samples. I got something for you. That's the thresher. You see that? Chief Thresher's tail. Thresher? That's a shark. You want a drink? So that pretty much does it for Vikings news. (laughs) Unless you want to talk about anything. 
not going to get into breaking down everybody's numbers. And this guy had 800 snaps over here. This guy ran around a cone. Here's what they're doing. First team offensive line, Jesse Davis taking most of the snaps at right guard. Chris Reed is taking snaps with the second team at right guard. Kyle Hinton, second team left guard. Of course, we're set at the left guard position. Wyatt Davis and Ed Ingram are both third string guys. That's basically where we're at right now. And we could talk about it and draw it all out, but that's pretty much where they're at. The Vikings are set at left tackle with Derisaw. They're set at right tackle with O'Neal. They're set at left guard with Ezra Cleveland because he's better than Ezra. The only two positions are right guard and center. We got three months to let it all go fluid and all work itself out. We're not going to talk musical chairs about the O-line every week. No, we're not. They're going to figure it out. Somebody will be there when we start. When they start training camp with, with who they think they're starting five are, Unless some guy really outplays another dude, that's probably who it's going to be unless that happens or there's an injury. So right now it's it's what? Derisaw, Cleveland, Bradbury, Davis, and O'Neal. That's your offensive line, starting offensive line. And Vidarian Lowe is going to be in the mix. Yeah. Speaking of offensive line, we're going to talk about the tackle specifically tonight. We're going to talk our draft pick review and depth chart analysis segment. I wanted to do a tasty tidbit. I haven't been able to do a tasty tidbit in a while. You want to know what I want to do a tasty tidbit? What? I haven't seen my graphic. That the great Hannah Klepper made. Can we put my graphic up there for the tasty tidbit? What's your tasty tidbit? Can you do the graphic again with the horn? I want it with the horn. (laughs) That's better. You know that Cousins, 30 touchdowns for Cousins, Justin Jefferson, 1,500 yards, and Dalvin Cook, 1,000-plus rushing yards are the first team in history to do that in one season. But I got one that's even tastier than that. Throw that one out the window. Did, did they go to the playoffs with those numbers? No, and it, that's why I'm going to go off with another tasty tidbit. The Vikings currently have the best streak with having scored a touchdown in every game for 83 consecutive games. Really? How's that? 83 games. That's a cool tidbit, but what's that got them? Back to 2016. Can you remember the team that we played when we did not score a touchdown? The last, It was 2016, the last time we did not score a touchdown in a game. 2016, so that would have been the Sam, Sam Bradford year. Um, they started out 5-0. and It's a pretty impressive streak. Um, was it the Colts late in the year? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 34-6. to Topa, that's the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> you on the Indianapolis? Two four-bath field goals is all we could muster that day, Ted. Jeez, man, that's terrible. But that is a tasty-ass tidbit. 83 games in a row, they've had a touchdown. Hope that translate translates into more winning than we've seen in the recent seasons. I think so, too, but I want to get my tasty tidbit in. Okay, back to you. All right. <laughs> so, with our draft pick, depth chart analysis, we've got Offensive tackle this week, and we're focused on, on sixth-round pick number 184 overall by the University of Illinois, Vidarian Lowe. It's like University of Illinois. Yeah, man, these last few days have been uh, exciting, to say the least. You know, just to know that I've now, you know, gotten, in, gotten to the doorstep of the NFL um, just to know that our lives, you know, are, are changing before our eyes. You know, it's been definitely exciting. 
Uh, also, it's been, you know, pretty, you know, nerve wracking as well, just because I have a lot of components in my life, you know, with with the wife and, and the kids and my brother and everything like that. Um, you know, th those are big boy decisions that, you know, gotta, I got to make uh, regarding to, you know, moving them with me and everything. But, um, yeah, I it's been very exciting. And I'm very, very glad that the Vikings gave me this opportunity. And I'm just ready to make the most of it. Drew, you like this kid. First off, I know we save this for the end of this segment. I do not think he's going to make the roster. But I think this is the diamond in the rough. Uh, offensive line coach Chris Cooper can work with, as well as the rest of the staff. This guy's got a lot of potential. Very high ceiling, but he needs a ton of work. He needs a lot of work and a lot of coaching at the next level. I love the size, 6'6", 320. He's the perfect project guy. He's not going to be ready this year. But I watched more tape of him last night. And as I'm watching it, Ted, I'm thinking, this dude could maybe play a guard. I know you don't want to you don't want to draft a tackle and make him a guard. I'm just saying. I think he can make a living at guard. Go ahead. I'm about sick of the Minnesota Vikings drafting tackles and turning them into guards. I knew they were going to scrap the freaking guard. When I was doing my notes last night, I started chuckling to myself going, Ted's going to say this exact thing when I mention it. So done with that. But, uh, okay, whatever. All right. The thing about this guy is he's got a lot of experience at the college level. He played 52 games at Illinois in the Big Ten, which is no slouch place to play. But he was really just an average offensive lineman until last season when Brett Bielema was the head coach. You remember our, our friend Brett Bielema? Brett Bielema. What a buffoon that guy was. Over at uh, Wisconsin, wasn't it? Yeah, Wisconsin, then he went to Arkansas, and now he's at Illinois, yeah. Did Bielema show him how to shotgun beers at a frat party? <laughs> Bring his college career full circle? <laughs> Bielema's like the ultimate frat boy, man. Well, he is, he is, Bielema. But, you know, he, he gave credit where credit was due. One of the things you gotta like about this guy, Ted, is his character, and coming over, and, and he's already got the work ethic and he's 23 years old he's already got two kids balancing the family he knows i gotta work i mean my family i gotta go get this job i gotta make it in the nfl to support my family in 2019 his mom died he took over guardianship of his uh, younger brother really and watched after him i did a lot of reading on this guy and the more you read the more you're impressed by saying this guy just in generally in life he's got it figured out Sounds like an impressive young kid who I am now cheering for, and I'm going to quit making fun of him. You're not going to find him drunk at a strip club or the script club. You know, he has his head on straight. It's good to have a guy with high character. You know it's going to work hard. The guy knows he has to make it to make a living for his family. So a lot of upside, but obviously there was a reason he was a sixth-round pick, and there's a reason you don't think he'll make the final 53-man roster. What are those reasons? Well, for one, he gave up <laughs> way too many pressures and way too many sacks. He was a left tackle, correct? Yes. Yes. He played guard in high school. But when he came to Illinois, they, they turned him into a tackle. Was Mike Zimmer on the Illinois staff then, too? <laughs> Let's take a tackle, make him a guard. We'll take a guard, make him a tackle. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. So does he have the strength to succeed and it's yes. just like a technique thing for him? I think or it is. He just doesn't have the athleticism to develop the technique to be able to be a decent left tackle. He's big, he's strong, he's got high character, he's athletic, great foot movement. He just has too many brain farts when guys get by him. But he flashes, and if you take the flashes 
and you can turn those flashes into a finished product. He's a guy that I'm telling you, if you work with him, he could be a starter in a couple of years and a very good one at that. Okay. A very, not like the Orca boat sinking at the end there. <laughs> I see him as a practice squad guy, Ted. Okay. So we'll just look at the tackles right now. And look, the left and right tackle are established positions. Christian Derrissaw is going to be your left tackle. Brian O'Neill is going to be your right tackle. Besides Vidarian Lowe, you have Timon Paris, who has really not been the same since he lost his buddy Pumba. <laughs> Timon and Pumba. Where the hell did Timon Paris come from? I don't know. And then Blake Brandle, who I would argue is probably the top guy Right now is your swing top substitute tackle. I think that's why they got low. They drafted him to be the swing tackle. Okay. But the good thing is there's no pressure on him. They don't. He doesn't have to play this year. He's a total project, and I think the Vikings like that. When you're looking at this roster of tackles, Derrissaw, O'Neal, Lowe, Paris, Brandle, five guys, two starters for sure. Depth is still a concern for me here. Is it for you? Very much. I mean, either of those starters get hurt, we're in trouble. I mean, I think Derrissaw and, and O'Neal are fantastic starters. Derrissaw, I think, got better and better once he got in and started playing. O'Neal has been a solid right tackle since he came in the NFL and started playing. But, yeah, if if you look past those two guys, Blake Brandle's not a guy that gives me a lot of confidence long term. And then you've got Paris and, and Lowe. I don't know. Just be ready, though. Be ready in a couple months. They say, oh, Vidarian Lowe's getting a couple shots at guard. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to be like Roy Scheider at the end of the movie when he's getting ready to shoot the shoot the shark. Smile! Smile, you son of a bitch! Bang! And blows the shark up. Come on, you got to do it better than that. Come on, give me a better Roy Scheider. That's, that's the best I can do right now. Smile, you son of a <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> I think Lowe has a very good shot at making the final 53-man roster. Because, you know, you said, and I agree with you, that I, I think they're going to try and develop him to be a guy that, like, like a super sub like Rashad Hill. If, and if he develops into a Rashad Hill type player, I don't have a problem with that as a sixth-round draft pick coming out of school. If you don't break him of his bad habits, he also becomes Clemmings. Well, okay, that's fair, yeah. You cannot send guys out there too early with their bad habits because it ruins them. And if they're going to go with four tackles, it comes down to Paris and Vidarian Lowe. And if the Vikings are going on long-term potential, I would think they would go with a guy like Lowe unless he just doesn't show out in training camp at all in the preseason. I'm going to be excited to watch him during the preseason to see how he performs. So, Brandel, maybe Lowe. Maybe Lowe does have a shot at the starting lineup. I don't want to cut him too short on the thing, so we'll see. All righty. So that should about do it for our draft pick review and depth chart analysis. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back with trivia right after this commercial break. <laughs>
Jaws. Jaws is the game where you try to fish out what's in the jaws of the great white shark. I'm going for the camera. Made it. But be careful, because if you remove the wrong piece, the jaws will get you. And you're out. Jaws, it's you against the great white shark and each other from Ideal. Welcome to Tuesday's Trivia. How you guys doing? Drew. That <laughs> <laughs> was clearly so you won't interrupt me. All right. <laughs> this... Am I muted right now? <laughs> you are not muted right now. You know what? I have to take a stand on this rampant muting that I get. Rampant? I did it once. People don't like to hear me muted, Tunes. They like to hear my solid voice. <laughs> All right, we'll use that beautiful voice to answer these questions in these categories. I had a hard time thinking of questions this week, so. Okay. No, nobody? That's what she said. There we go. <laughs> Ted, Ted's still a little late from his fishing trip. Yeah, uh, I'm still, part of me's still in Canada. All right, this week's categories, Jaws, How Low Can You Go, and other Minnesota draft picks from Illinois. I can go pretty low. That's what she said. <laughs> we're just, we're so dumb. <laughs> just so dumb. I'll have to agree with that. <laughs> okay. For the Jaws category. Okay, this is a picture puzzle. Okay. You're going to see the picture puzzle and you have to name the actor. It's not their name on Jaws. It's their actual name in real life. Okay. Uh, okay. Here we go. Name the actor. What's that first guy, Ted? I can't see him. Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Very good. Now you know how to do it, so these next ones shouldn't be that hard. Here's 200. Name the actor. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider, yep. Yes, minus the N there. All right. 300. Name the actor. Uh, Robert Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, Bill Hamilton. Billy George. Billy the Kid. Bill Murray. Oh, uh, Murray, uh, Murray Hamilton. Murray Hamilton. Yes, yes, good. Is George Hamilton still alive? I think so, yeah. Wow. You got all of them correct so far. Here's the last one. Name the actor. Um, something, Bu Gary, Gary Busey. Uh, I forgot her name. She was in The Sopranos, too. She was Melfi in The Sopranos. Wait, wait, wait. Was the, who was the wife of Roy Scheider? What was her real name? I give, uh, up. I, I give up. Lorraine. That's her. That's her. Lorraine Gary. Gary. She yes. played uh, Mrs. Brody, Ted. And that's Lorraine Bracco as the actress. Correct. Ah. All right. How low can you go? This is a very mixed, random, I maybe spoke to join or something before I did this category. Here we go. Ted, what'd you say, Ted? I'm just kidding. Cats don't smoke. No. That would give you a certain kind of catitude, though. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here we go. How tall is Rob Lowe? Uh, I'm going to say 5'11". Okay, sounds good to me. That is correct. Good job. All right, for 200. Which U.S. city in the upper 48 has the southernmost Lowe's store? What? 
these questions clearly are because we did Venarian low, by the way. Okay. Uh, Miami? Wouldn't Miami be the most, unless El Paso? No, El Paso's West Texas. I'm going with Ted's guess because I don't have any idea how to answer this. I don't even know where far Texas is, so I'm going to go with Miami. Where do we go? It is far Texas. <laughs> Stupid. This is the type of question you get when you smoke the devil's lettuce. Come on, Tootsis! <laughs> get off that catnip weed, Tootsis! All right, this lower-than-life scum Jeff Flow was on this reality TV show with Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. Tiger King. Yes. I thought that was, thought that was Anthony Tollison. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. This Lowe has played for the Tampa Bay Rays since 18. First name that pops in my mind is Chad Lowe, but I don't think that's correct. Let's go with that. Isn't that one of Rob's brothers, Chad Lowe? I don't know. Brandon Lowe. Brandon Lowe of the Tampa Bay Rays. All right, last category. Now this one, this one might be a little bit difficult. We got to sweep this category to win today, Chad. So can you guys remember the last time they had a draft pick out of Illinois? Before Vidarian Lowe? No. Yeah, it's a long time. So these are draft picks and they're all old. I'm going to give you a year and what is it? A year and a position and the round they were taken in. Okay. And you name the player. 1986 is the last time. Six round running back. Drawing a blank. Alfred Anderson, maybe? Baylor. Oh, okay. Was it Rick Fenny? No. Drawing a blank. I don't know. Thomas Rooks. I'd have never gotten that one. These are not easy. All right, here we go. 77, ninth round linebacker. Scott Studwell. Yes. Yes. I can't believe ninth round? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's got to be our best late round pick in franchise history right there, right? Yeah, it's crazy. All right. 1973, fourth round quarterback. Jason Verduzco. <laughs> uh, 73. Bob Barry, maybe? He was already in the league, I think. Was he? Okay. Um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mike Wells. Of course. Obviously. Duh. No relation <laughs> to the great Orson Wells. <laughs> hey, if there were some more that were more recent, that'd be great, but there wasn't. All right, this one, this last one was taken the same year as Studwell. Tenth round kicker. Oh, my God. Is that Rick Danmeyer? I'm going to go with Danmeyer. Dan Beaver. Sorry, guys. You win some, you lose some. Beaver? I don't even know her. We got <laughs> to brush up on our Eli and I pick, Ted. Yeah, we sure do. Thank you for playing. We will see you next week. Thanks, Tootsis. Thanks, Tootsis. All right. So that'll about do it for episode 64. Did we cover all the important topics tonight, Ted? I think we did. If we didn't, so what? It's June. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. Nobody no. cares. Everybody's taking like three months off. We're going to trudge forward and keep our show going. You know, Rhino, Rhino and Lance at Vikings Uncensored, they're, they're trudging along, too. They're going to keep their show going as well. So only thing people care about right now is our draft pick depth chart analysis. Everything that happens is just wheat and chaff. Doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing matters team-wise now until training camp. That's when it all gets real, and that's when everybody's going to start caring again. We care. We always care. Episode 64, Ted. Everybody, thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I still can't believe, you know, we got like 9,000, over 9,200 subscribers now. Thank you so much for subscribing, liking, 
watching the video, ring the bell for notifications and new episodes and new videos. Thanks to you, Drew, for being funniest co-host and the best, <laughs> most knowledgeable dude in the business. Thank you, Tunes, for making sure that this show gets edited and aired on time every week. This would not happen without you. So I'm happy to be back. We're going nonstop all the way through training camp for the regular season. That's what she said. No more. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you back, Ted. No more fishing trips. We're into football now. We got a lot of contest stuff coming up, so be sure to get your picks in. Rook Dog Challenge, you want to start getting it in your mind and in your head and in your brain to start making these selections. Robert Shaw played Quint, Ted. Mm-hmm. The great Robert, great Robert Shaw. He was, he, was a, he was a great actor. Jaws wouldn't have been Jaws without Robert Shaw. Would not have. I'll leave you with this great poem that he wrote. Here lies the body of Mary Lee. Died at the age of 103. For 15 years, she kept her virginity. Not not a bad record for this vicinity. <laughs> if you watch Josh, you will see him recite that poem as he's loading the boat. Episode 64 is in the books. And thanks for trivia tunes. Thanks for everybody subscribing and watching our show. We really appreciate it. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. <laughs> What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, an eating machine. <laughs> Great black cat, mistake to claim in the waters off Amity Island. You yell barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell cat. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. This cat. Swallow you whole. You ever have one do this before? You're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs>